All right, what's going on, folks? Hope you're all doing well. Welcome back to episode 232 of The Bordello. It's good to be back. The U21 Euros going on right now. Dilo, you were telling me you watched Italy play France the other day. I didn't watch the game. Um, I saw some of their second game against Switzerland, which they won. They might get out of the group now. But they lost to France 2-1. to You were saying... They didn't lose. They didn't lose? Shouldn't. Well, on paper, they lost. But Yeah. Well, yeah. So, settle down. All right. Settle down. Sorry. It's the U21 Euro. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I did thought you, I gave a shit. Did you I, gamble on I it? I did, but then I realized that I only had the first half money line. So when, did you win so your bet? It tied. It pushed. And I was under the impression that I had the full-time money line. So that's why I was very mad at the time. But what? So what I, happened? I pushed. It pushed. So, like, I didn't lose. I didn't win. You got your money back. I got my money back. Okay. Well, that's that's okay. That's fine. That's we okay. Res- I, that, that's okay. If you bet on the game, then you're you have every right to be mad. You could bet on U nine soccer mm-hmm. at the park. Hypothetically, if a bookie were taking the action, and if you lose that bet, you have the right. To you be have mad. the right to be upset for a good day. So that that's fine. That's, that's okay. That's respe- that's respectable. Yeah. But still, it's the U twenty ones. Let's not go crazy let's not pretend that we know every player on the team because again i know some of you might pride yourself on knowing every player on the team but that makes you a bit of a a strange person that makes you a bit of a weirdo you don't you know i i kind of know all the names but it's because i've played football manager before i can't identify them i can't pick them all out of a police line you know i think that's good that's a good healthy place to be at you don't want to be too excited about them if you do that's how you um tend to overestimate their ability and that's when you make rash gambling decisions if you know every one of the players and you think bro i know them all i've seen i know what position they play for and for what fucking team they all play for and said yeah i know them bro i think so they can't lose you it's a fallacy but they, but anyway so uh you were saying they they should have won like 3-0, but they lost 2-1. There's no VAR. There's no goal line tech. Um, now granted, it could be because the um, tournament is taking place in Romania. They often take place in Eastern Europe, I find, these tournaments. Georgia and Romania. I Georgia think. and Romania? Well, I so. I, that doesn't really help the case anymore. I was going to say they may not even just have the tech. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I, you know, I'm going to bet my life that every single stadium in Romania has the infrastructure necessary for standard UEFA A matches. I don't you know I don't know. But um but they, they didn't even have VAR and apparently a goal was scored and, and it was overturned and, and uh, you were upset about it. I mean who it was just frustrating to watch. I was rooting for Italy, you know, and then see that happen. Got me upset. This might be one of the better teams they've had in recent years, actually, and it's kind of like a sneaky one. I'm under no false impressions as to what they might do. Like, you know, I looked at the France team, and I I realized that Pierre Kalulu had basically done anything more. Sorry, I think Pierre Kalulu had done more than anything anyone in the Italy side has ever really done, or almost, you know? Just to put it in perspective, again, he's not really a world beater. He'll probably never play for France. He might, but he probably won't, you know, start for them in a major tournament. Just to put it in perspective that just because you know players doesn't mean that they're great. Like Raul Bellanova's our right back. He's 23, plays for Inter. He's been around for a long time. You don't really want guys that have been part of the U21 setup for that long. You ideally want them to no longer even be, like, you know, part of that, that setup. But for some reason, the U21 tournament is one that, like, guys who have graduated will kind of come back to um, for some reason. I guess because it's, like, the last frontier. It's, like, the most senior level of football uh, before the senior team. It's it's not a bad team, actually. Like, if you if you take a good, hard look at them, most of them are starting in Serie A or, or playing relatively regularly for decent teams. It's relevant. 
just the defense. Like like Okoli and Scalvini actually do play for Atalanta, which which kind of kind of encouraging, I, I, I guess. Um, but uh, yeah, I I didn't like that the coach who I don't know. I never know who the U twenty one coach is. I know his name is Paolo Nicolato. You don't have to look it up, but I don't know who. I, I don't know what that means. I don't know who he is. I don't know. What he did to get the job, I never really do, because it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like a Mickey Mouse job. It's not really that important, you know. You're never really gonna have that much of a, you're never really gonna have a long-lasting effect on on players who you coached at U21 level. I don't think. Um, just generally, you think that these guys will wind up going on to play for better, more important coaches, like the senior coach or you know whoever coaches them at you know at, at senior level with their club team, um, if they play for a big side, you know. What's Eduardo Bove gonna, you know, learn from Paolo Nicolato? He's coached by Jose Mourinho, right? But in any event, I mean, he, the guy didn't start Yonto in the first game, which I found weird. Yonto came in the second game, scored a goal. I mean, they were up three 0 at one point. They almost blew it against Switzerland. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't. You know, what am I doing here? Why am I talking about this? Like I care. I don't really pretend to care. I don't know. I'm just. I want to talk about Sandro Tonali because he's going to Newcastle. That's a little bit more interesting here. Is that official at the time of pretty recording? Much. Like, it's not announced, but. But his it's agent has said official. it's going to be a very good yeah. move for him. So it might be signed and we just don't know about it yet. But they haven't gone public with it, type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Or it's just a formality and it's happening. There are rumors that. There were reports circulating, by the way. I realize that it's probably a mistake to film this outside. I hear people hammering away, people are doing repairs outside, and it might start raining torrentially. Any minute now. Dilo doesn't believe it because he doesn't believe the weather forecast anymore. You were saying before we started that you're mad that there is not a more accurate um, medi meteorological meteorology meteor meteorological. I don't, there isn't a more accurate meteorological um, device or something that would enable you or enable people to know the exact moment that rain will begin. Yeah. I said you're nuts. They know it's gonna rain. They're giving you a, a range when they say, "Hey, pack your umbrellas." I don't really. Yesterday. They're predicting the future. How how could you be mad at them? They say it's gonna rain, and it almost always does. Not yesterday. But it kind of was. It, it it was raining in parts of your neighborhood. Yeah, but how? Where we like, are, like, it wasn't raining. I feel like you saw the storm clouds be. and heard the thunder. There you know, should be technology to tell me at this exact location, is it going to rain at this time? You're insane. That it's basically insane. exists. It's called the weather app. It's not right. It's not accurate enough. It's not accurate. I want, I want 100%. <laughs> I said, it's not accurate enough for your taste. You, like, Dilo, who gambled on the U21 <laughs> Euro the other day and didn't even realize that you fucking only bet on the first half. You thought you were betting on the first whole game. Yeah. You're on summer vacation betting on soccer right now, and you think... That you deserve a more accurate I feel like read. Everyone from... deserves it. it, it... Do you want to be able to speak to God there and, and to, know there when the rain is coming? There needs to be a new innovation in the meteorologist space. That's all I'm saying. Which you're not going to contribute to no. in any way, shape, or form. Absolutely not. But you hope to be the yeah. benefactor of. Fuck AI. Give me better meteorologists. Yeah, give me stuff in the real world. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, yeah, by the way, I mean, Speaking of rain and shit, I mean, we had a we had a we had a crazy we had a crazy couple days here in Montreal. Apparently, it had Montreal had the lowest air quality on Earth for like a day because of smog, which was derived from forest fires yeah. in a town called Shibugamu, which is commonly used as as. Like, colloquially, people say Shibugamu in the same way you'll say Timbuktu. But it's a real place, and I forgot about that. People were like, oh, there's, there are fires in Shibugamu. And I was like, oh, where the fuck is... So where, specifically, like, up in the boonies? They're like, no, Shibugamu. I, like, it's a word that is typically been interchangeable with the boonies. So <laughs> there was literally fires in, in the boonies, in this place called Shibugamu. And smoke just traveled down, and, and, and just a cloud of, of smoke, like, enveloped the city. And, um... And I went out and did stand up that night, and I, I went out on stage, and I I just I, I went in a little too uh, I went in a little too um, I went in a little too bold, dude. I I, I misread them. I was like, all right, y'all are. <laughs> I went up and I was like, 
you guys are cool. The fucking air is toxic as shit outside, and you guys are out, so you guys are anti-vax as fuck. You guys are definitely unvaccinated. Y'all agree that masks are gay, right? I, I came out and said that, and I got, like, just, like, uh, fragmented laughter. I was like, oh, all right. I was checking to see if you guys are cool, and you're not. You're did fucking... you see people wearing masks on No, of course. I, 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 I saw a couple. Sorry, yes. I outside. thought you were saying the show. I did. And I stepped out, dude, and I fucking smelled the smoke. I was like, I probably should be wearing a mask right now, but I, I can't do it What's to myself. That? I'm so, not a pussy. There's no filter in there. So well, that's, what so still... my, that's, that's what I told myself. That's what I told myself. I told myself, it's, same even air. if there is a, a filter, I was like, it's, a, it's one day. I'm not a pussy. I can't, I can't do it now. I've been. I'm too stubborn now. I've been too programmed for too long to think. No, never under any circumstances do it. There could literally be a, a plague that masks help curb, and I will have doubt now because it's the boy who cried wolf. I, but yeah, no. I I, <laughs> I I just came out. The first thing I said was, "We all agree that masks are gay, right? All right. No one's wearing no one's wearing masks in the area. I was like, I was gonna fucking wear a mask, and I was like, Nah, masks are gay. <laughs> and it just got like very, very sparse laughter and i was like oh what a and i i said what a monumental misread of the situation i made you guys are n nowhere near as cool as i thought you were <laughs> um but uh, yeah whatever tonali tonali uh going to newcastle yeah well what are they paying for him is it 70 million euro i mean that's that's ridiculous he's Probably no one's really worth 70 million euro. They're just arbitrary values that get paid out now, and that, that teams with enough capital will say, Fuck it. It, it. There's a lot of fuck it purchasing that goes on now. They're not very analytical. No one's playing money ball in UK football. They're just like, Let's just go for the guy that's a little bit, you know, a, a little bit of a cut above the prospect that we think is going to pan out. Let's go for the guy that's a little bit more of the finished product and we'll pay three times as much. It's not a bad deal for Milan, but I don't know. Paolo Maldini probably never would have sold him, I guess, you know? Has to be one of the reasons why he left, right? Maldini probably heard, I'm speculating here, but Maldini probably heard talk, chatter, you know, among people in upper management that they had to raise funds and he was like nah you're not blowing up my team and he walked and now they're gonna blow up his team and and you know but i think it might be good for sandro tonali to be honest with you because newcastle are in the champions league now um milan were as well but but it's always gonna be better to be in the premier league right who else is on newcastle like i i know they're in champions league but i can't think of a name joel linton Joel Linton is their striker. Remember Miguel Almiron from, yeah, uh, yeah, from the Atlanta United? I think Fabian Schar is still one of their, their center backs. Uh, pff, fuck. They uh, they signed... Who the hell did they sign that was... They got Kieran Trippier. Kieran Trippier, who's a good right back. Uh, Isak, Alexander yeah. Isak. Same XMA. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a good, it's a good team. But, but you want to be in the Premier League, man. He's gonna make more money there, and 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 he won't understand a damn thing in uh, you know Newcastle. Tyneside is that's one thing that that's a weird thing. A lot of these very Italian kids um, really are not built to go play in England. That's the only thing. Over, I, over I don't or under two years. I say over because he'll be very well remunerated and they'll be competitive there. So. I, I think he'll stick around, but Scamacca's on his way back. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I I I think so. Um, but but Scamacca, if you asked me over under two years, I would have probably taken the under, or I would have definitely considered it more. I think Tonali will just adjust better. He's he's a technical midfielder. It's I I can't really see him misplacing passes. He his brain works quickly. I think he's able to play at pace. Um, yeah. It's almost like a move that you'd think is is gonna be very good for him to cement a spot with the with the big boy national team. You know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't hate to see him in the Premier League at all. But some people are mad because they think it's a bad look on the league. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? It's only because he's Italian that people care, right? Right? Like yeah. like like if Lautaro Martinez had gotten sold mm. to an English club, I don't think people would come out. With the same level of passion saying Serie A's done. 
There's an assumption that the Italian players are going to stay in Italy. Um, in some ways, that's in some ways that's. By the way, the birds are actually starting to drive me nuts now. I think we're never. I don't know if we're doing this again all summer. I was listening to the pod the other day, and I heard the birds. It started off very charming, and then last week I began to actually become aware of it. Now I'm becoming aware of it while I'm potting. Okay. You were saying that you, dude. Do you still have that airsoft gun that you said you shot your uh, no. neighbor's cat no, with? I don't. You were telling me that when you were 10 years old, you shot your neighbor's cat from close range <laughs> with, with an airsoft rifle well, that you had to <laughs> that you had to put two hands on. You could just imagine you being like 10 years old too, being like this yeah. little guy with this fucking huge <laughs> ass gun. You look like probably look like Elmer Fudd, <laughs> you know, Elmer Fudd with the big ass rifle. Hello, fucking wabbit. I thought it did more damage than it really did, but then like. As I got older, like, me and my friends used to shoot each other in the legs with it. And it hurt, but, like, wasn't, like... Yeah, but you're a human. Yeah. You're a human. That yeah, is, no, I get it. You, sh- you shot a 15-pound cat. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Which, by the way, I don't have an issue with, because you were saying it was a, an outside cat. I don't respect outside cats. I think feral, stray cats... I just assume any cat that's outside is feral and a stray. And I should be able to do what I want to it. I don't... You know, I, I don't respect anyone who lets their cat go outside. You're going to let your animal roam outside, and I got to I gotta treat it like it's yours, like it's a domesticated fucking animal? No, it's a, it's a feline beast. It's, it's, no, no. I don't respect them at all. What happens if they get run over, you know, by a car? Because, because you know, like, you got to pay for the vet. There's no Medicare for, for veterinary services. It doesn't exist. So if a cat gets run over, right, and it's a fucking stray, you got to take it to the vet and pay out of the goodness of your heart. Which, by the way, do they like? Do they not have a Hippocratic Oath or something? Like, what if I just take a cat into the vet, drop a dying cat in the waiting room, and leave? I'm not paying for it, but here, you guys are vets. Here's a dying animal. Well, can't you do that if like you find a stray, right? Can't you just bring it there? Yeah, I think so. But here's here's why I'm bringing this up. I had to bring my dog to an emergency vet the other day, and they were gonna charge us 300 bucks. Just to be seen by a vet. And I thought, what if this what if what if this dog it's my dog, but what if this dog was just a stray dog that I saw experiencing an acute health issue? And you know, I, I wanna get it checked out, but I don't wanna fucking pay like it's not my response. <laughs> He's not my dog. I didn't sign up for this, you know. Do they have a Hippocratic oath or or not? I don't know. But no, that was actually it was so infuriating, dog. My so Max, my dog, is outside. I'm inside. He comes to the back door, signals that he wants to come in. I let him in. I notice he's hobbling on three legs. He's a bad back right knee. He's like hobbling. So I go, buddy, what the fuck? And I pick him up and I try to put him down like on um, like a chair to see if he'll stay. And he's kind of uncomfortable. He's frantic. He's fidgeting. And it's here's the, here's the kicker. The vet closes at 8. It's a Friday, the day before a holiday. Saturday's a holiday this past week, right, in Quebec. And uh, it's like 40 minutes before the fucking vet closes. The vet is like 10 minutes away from us. So I'm, you know, kind of debating what I should do because I'm thinking, well, if this is an acute issue and he's in a lot of pain, obviously this needs medical care. So I pick him up because I notice that he's a little frantic. And my girlfriend and my brother are over. And I got steaks on the barbecue. And uh, we're about to, you know, we're, we're about to have dinner. The fucking charcoal is going. And I'm like, well, all right, I guess we got to go to the vet because he's frantic. He, he seems to be in a little bit of discomfort, but he's not wailing. He's just kind of like pacing around. Um, and I hand him over to Paula. I hand him over to my girlfriend. And he kind of like, I guess she doesn't really hold him that often. She'd probably take exception to this. But but she claimed that she sw- she swears she swears that he was gripping her a little more tightly than he normally does. To which she, you know, her reaction to that is, oh my God, we got to take him to a vet now. He's in pain. I could feel he's in pain. He's gripping me. And I'm like, guys, I'm going to take the steak off the barbecue. We'll take him to the vet. We should be calling and confirming that there are vets there. You want to just go? We could just show up. No problem. Give me 10 minutes, you know? And my brother is, my brother's not hearing any of it. He's like, no, we got to go now. They get in the car and drive off without me. Two minutes later, I take the steaks off the barbecue, shut the fucking barbecue down, chase after them, show up at the vet. They're in the parking lot. 
and they inform me that they've just been told that the vet has left for the weekend, for the long weekend. He left early. So great. The dog can't, you know, be seen. No medical care is available. And um, he's kind of still frantic. He's in the back seat with my brother, just like, uh, you know, pacing around. He can't get comfortable. So this is freaking them out. And God forbid they just hold him and say, hey, buddy, it's okay. It's okay, buddy. He's not wailing. He has a bad, he's 12. He has a bad, like, rear right patella. If you want to take advantage of us, you want to know what our weakness is, you want to, you know, come for our dog, you want to fucking target the Adamos, that's our Achilles heel. Our dog has a, a, a weak rear right passenger side fucking patella. So if you take that out, the dog goes down and we'll do what you want. We're at your mercy, apparently. We fucking crumble once this dog has a, a, a flare-up of his issue that we're already aware of. So the vet tells us, listen, there's an emergency 24-hour one. You could drive over there if you'd like. They'll charge you an arm and a leg, but you may as well go, you know, if you want to be seen since you came here anyway. I'm saying let's go home, and I'm just going to hang. I'm just going to, you know, we'll see if this blows over. They're not hearing it. They're yelling. They're like, he's uncomfortable. He's not saying anything. He's just kind of pacing. If he could calm him down by holding him, you know? I took the fucking steaks off the barbecue early. The steaks at home. I want to eat steak. And I'm thinking, okay, well, fine. Maybe let's go to the vet. We got two cars now. We'll leave one here. We'll go to the fucking vet. My brother, who was just ripping a weed pen beforehand, is, uh, you know, not ma not making the clearest of, you know, the most clear of mind decisions. But somehow he's, like, stuck with us now. So we got a third wheel now, which is not good. He and I are, like, at each other's throats. We show up. And uh, there's like five people ahead of us in this waiting room. They say it's going to take an hour per dog. It's 8 o'clock at night. And they say, by the way, if a dog gets like shot or if a dog gets run over or something, they're cutting the line. But, you know, wait it out if you'd like. And we're thinking, well, it's a holiday tomorrow. We better. I mean, he might need an x-ray. Meanwhile, you know, it's not like the dog had a broken limb or anything because you would touch it. He wouldn't react, right? Something might have occurred, like there was a flare-up of some kind, but it, it, he's not, you know, they're fucking, there was one little Yorkie there with a fucking, with, with their tongue sticking out their, the fucking side of their mouth. I don't know if they were having a stroke or something. Um, one dog is getting up to pee every five minutes outside, you know, like, dog with like a bladder infection, I guess. I don't know. We're just there with our pooch, who eventually settles down on the little chair that we're sitting on, and he's just chilling. My brother says, I'll wait. Till, you know, whatever time he gets seen at. But I got to go home to eat something first. And I'm good to drive. I, I, you know, I'm like, dude, you're not good to drive. He's like, oh, I'm dead sober now. I need to go home to eat something and I need to get a book, you know. A f I, I got to get something. I need, like, entertainment. So, fucking go, goes back to the house. While he's on the way back, I notice that the dog is no longer freaking out he's just chilling sleeping and i go hey buddy are you good i pick him up i put him on the ground he fucking puts all four legs down then he hobbles and he puts all four legs down then he hobbles but it's better than before where he was just hobbling I'm like okay he was here now he's here we're getting better and i'm thinking well we got a long way to head let's go they don't want to hear it dude like i was i was you understand i was right like four consecutive times and i was overruled every fucking time right and i'm losing i'm losing my mind my brother shows up. He says, I'm still staying. I don't care. He's still limping. Come home. Eat the steak. My brother says, listen, are you going to come back? Because I think we're being seen soon. And we, uh, you know, so I drive back. And my brother's telling me that apparently we're next. But, you know, we're waiting another half hour. And nothing's happening. Nothing's moving. Right? This one dog who uh, showed up like two hours after us. I guess got seen and his owners are leaving. This little fucking uh, chihuahua that swallowed a bone. Who, <laughs> it was This guy was crazy, dude. This fucking Russian guy comes in. He's like, where is the line? Where is the line? This fat Russian. He swallowed a bone. He's choking. And the fucking dog is like just... He's not choking at all. He's just being a little chihuahua. Looking left, looking right, looking left, looking right. He's not choking at all. He's choking. He needs supervision now. <laughs> so, so he got seen before us. He's leaving as I'm arriving. 
So now I'm, now I'm mad. And uh, I walk into the fucking vet, into the waiting room, and the dog is standing on the chair. He's standing, walking around on the chair. I go, buddy, what the f- you, you good? And my brother's like, no, he can't jump onto the onto the chair. Like, he doesn't jump onto chairs ever that he's not familiar with. He only jumps on couches. Why? I don't know, but he, he's good. And, um, but no, so, so I, <laughs> and he doesn't believe me. My brother doesn't believe that he's good. And at one point, he gets up to answer a call. It's like midnight. And my dog jumps off the poof, jumps off, and kind of runs after him. Like, have you seen enough? He's making a miraculous recovery here. He's like fucking, he's like on peds. Can we go home, please? My brother's like, fine, we'll, we'll ask to see where we're at in the order. They're like, oh, well, there's four dogs ahead of you. So it's going to be an hour a dog. You're going to be here till at least four or five in the morning. I was like, can we please go? And, and that, you understand, at that point, the only reason why he might have paid the money you know, the only reason why my brother would have said, fuck it, let's let's do it, is because he sank so much time into it. So he didn't wind up paying anything. We just wound up losing time. Because, anyway. But again, like, if he wasn't our dog and we just left him there and said, figure it out, like, would they have seen him sooner? Like, you know? I don't know. I don't know. The vet. The fucking vet, dude. It literally costs more to bring a dog to be seen, I think, than it does to be seen as a human. Like, legitimately, like, I think a, going to the dentist costs less than being seen by a veterinarian. Which I guess is probably good because it's sending a message that, hey, like, we don't really need these vets. Like, this is a luxury that we have. <laughs> animals are getting better. Dude, you understand that, like, these animals are getting better medical attention than like people do get in uh, like you know the Congo like then it's not even close it's sterile like um one dog got brought in basically unconscious and I think the dog died in the waiting room or died in the uh, examination room because we heard a girl crying hysterically in there and it's very sad i don't know if her dog got run over or fucking ate chocolate or something but the dog died clearly she lost her dog and i'm thinking this is probably a much like there are probably people who have lost a kid in certain countries in sub-saharan africa where they do not react as strongly where it's like oh well we lost one you know it's just part of life uh, we, we lost a kid you know okay we'll, we'll make another one that was the russell peters remember if i kill one i will just make another one you know like how did I get to talking about the vet? I was talking about Sandro Tonali in Newcastle. <laughs> the fuck did I get to <laughs> talk about stray cats? Oh, because the birds. The, the birds. birds. The birds are in the sky, and I was saying we should shoot one, and you were, you <coughs> shot a stray cat once. And... In case you haven't realized, folks, this is... Uh, I, I'm, I'm a little bereft of ideas here this week, guys. This is more of a stream of consciousness podcast. <laughs> this is more of just, uh, let's see where this goes. No, I, I, I mean... No, I spent a lot of time caring for animals this week. You know how there's, like, chipmunks running around this backyard all the time? Dude, it's yeah. like fucking, dude, this backyard is like, it's Snow White and the Seven Doors over here. There's fucking chipmunks running up right next to you. They'll look up at you and say, hi, hello. Like, then they just scurry off. Um, I, I was having dinner the other night. My father told me that apparently he found a chipmunk in the pool filter dead <laughs> the other day. Uh, so I guess it, like, fell in the pool and drowned. One of the little guys who's been running around the backyard the past couple weeks, he... He met a cruel <laughs> and untimely death in the pool, which is, you know, basically the ocean to him, right? <laughs> you know, he gets in there. There's no fucking getting out. It may as well be the ocean. He's not. It's physically impossible for him to get out. It is too deep for him to climb out of. So he drowned. And uh, I, I was a little freaked out by that. I'm not going to lie to you. I heard, you know, fucking chipmunk in the pool gutter. And I'm like, fuck, that's, that's deep. That's never happened before. I've never seen a chipmunk in the pool gutter. Um, you know, we but we got a lot of chipmunks this year, right? We got we got them running left and right. You see them every week that you come here. The past two or three weeks. And then the next morning, I literally went down uh, outside to work. I wanted to work outside. It was nice out, and I saw there was a chipmunk fucking drowning in the water, like fucking <laughs> like 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 scrambling to get out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what is happening? Yesterday, I'm finding out that one died. Now the next the next day, I see one dying. I'm like, what? Gonna spring into action. Like, what am I gonna have to be on twenty four hour patrol all What'd the you time? Do? You got the net. I got the net, dude. I got the net and tried to like save him. He could have been there for like two hours, for all I know, right? So I actually tried to get him out, and I actually accidentally like pushed him in deeper, and he like <laughs> flipped on himself. You know, 
So he has no clue what the fuck's going on. He has no idea how he even wound up in the water. And then this fucking giant, like, device is, like, pushing him further in. And then it winds up, like, scooping him up, sweeping him out of it, right? And I, you know, think of how crazy this is. He thinks that this thing is actually killing him, and then it somehow saves him, you know? And I threw him out of the water. I flung him out. He looked like a flying squirrel for a brief moment. And he just landed, like, splat right on the pave. And he lay there for, like, a good three, four, five seconds. Because, again, he... <laughs> getting his bearings right and then he just kind of got up looked around and ran off into the fucking hole not a thanks nothing it's a thankless job it's a thankless job you know you really like when when a chipmunk is drowning you know that's when you decide what kind of person you are because it won't change anyone's life the chipmunk will not thank you it's not relevant in any way it doesn't help anyone or doesn't help anything yeah you know you're just doing it to be a good guy and you will not get any thanks for it at all, you know? And I wonder now, is like, like, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> like, you imagine, dude, that, that little guy probably got told by his parents, hey, like, don't go out in the middle of the night, you know? Be careful, beware, right? Little chipmunks like you get, you know, I don't know. <laughs> There's a, the chupacabra is going to get you or something, right, you know? We lost a member of the fucking colony recently. Last night, we lost a member of the colony last night, right? Or two days ago. And then the guy's like, oh, you know, I don't believe it. And he's like, oh, what's this? I'm going to get a drink. And then he, he's just fucking drowning. Oh, no, this is, I'm really in it. This is, this is, you know, how it ends. Think about how crazy it is. Because he could have been there for 30 minutes, dude. And he has no concept of, am I going to die? This is the end. He's like, I just got to stay. I got to stay afloat. You know how lucky he is that I was there? There could be a chipmunk in the filter right now. You know? No, but really, like, I actually feel bad because they're, like, they're cute and, and I don't know. But if it was a mouse, you know, I would have <laughs> yeah, I would have flung him into the neighbor's yard, you know? <laughs> Disgusting little mouse. Anyway. So, um, okay, I want you to pull something up here. Let's uh, shift tones here. You'll recall that a couple weeks ago we discussed how Lekko was trying to get promoted from City of Chi to City of B, right? Yeah. Okay. Well... I think I saw a report. I don't know what's going on here, and I'd like to kind of look over this story live in real time. But look up Leco Calcio right now and look at the latest news. I want to see where they're at because apparently they actually beat Foggia in the City HG promotion playoff and got promoted to City of B for the first time ever or the first time in 50 years. First time in a long time. Big deal for them. I saw a report that after having secured promotion to City of B, they would probably have to play next season in City of D. Because apparently, they didn't register for City of Chi on time because they had all their eggs in the City of B basket. Their stadium is like not up to par or something with City of B standards or something to that effect. So now they're getting relegated down to City of D. And Baby Gang, who's from Lecco, posted on Instagram. <laughs> he posted, uh, I think he posted a story saying, said, thank, thank God I'm not free. He said, thank God I'm in jail right now. As you know, that's, that's great, by the way. You're, you're in jail for armed robbery, and now you're saying, it's a good thing I'm not out of jail so I could kill the guy responsible for this. You know, just openly admit to a conspiracy to commit murder. What's going on with Lekko? Can you read up on what's happening right now? Because I think it's insane. I, 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 but I didn't read into it in much depth. It happened a couple days ago. Do you see my screen? I do not see no. your screen. I'm not screen sharing. Sorry. Let me uh, let me do that right now. But yeah. So, um, again, I, I know this is this is this is kind of a big deal here because once you get to City of B, it's it's uh, you know, it's um, the stakes are higher, right? Because if you could stay there for a while, then you could change the fate of your club. This is a team that's never been to City of B before, right? Or basically, City of B. Lecco vicino all'iscrizione Regina rischio di escursione. Okay. Oh fuck, now I gotta translate in real time. When was this from? This is from today, okay. Lecco might be able so it's unclear whether or not they will be allowed to register. Brescia è pronta per scontrarsi in tribunale di prendere il posto calabrese. See, this is the fucking thing with Serie B. Regina, who's a Serie B side, might not have registered in time, so they might have to go down. So Brescia, who was the last relegated team, is on alert. And and they'll shamelessly claim that they're still in Serie B, even though they got relegated. You know, Brescia will, if they stay in Serie B, be like, well, uh, crisis averted. There's always a way 
through red tape to ruin your destiny or help yourself out in Italian football. Bolla di sapone battaglia di colpi di corsi. Okay, I mean, is there anything in English? Just because this is, this is, I'm gonna have to fucking translate this live in real time. It says here that in the last week, Regina have gotten into trouble. You have to assume that any given, if you get relegated from Serie B, just chill. You know? If you get relegated from Serie B, take a deep breath. You might still be good. You might still be good. You could always, what you need to do is, if you're actually a club in Serie B, I think you need to try to secure dirt on every other club so that if you go down, you leak it to the press and you could divulge like a match-fixing ring or something that a club might have gotten involved with over the past couple of years so that they can get a point deduction and get relegated. It's probably possible for any club. You just need to do the right, you know, digging, right? You need to dig for, for intel, right? So do we not have anything here? It's all Italian. It's all in Italian. All right, fuck it. I'll I'll try my hand. I'll try my hand at just translating it here. You are looking up Leco soccer, so I mean that's a very specific keyword that you're that you're looking up. I mean maybe just Leco calcio, Serie B, but anyway. Let's go. Let's go to this article here from Sky a couple days ago. We don't know what's happening. Admitted. Just accept the cookies. Great. This is a quote from the coach of Lecco. We don't know what's happening. Yeah, that's it. He just said, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> and he said, Jesus Christ. So the ownership has been here all day trying to work with the mayor. <laughs> this is one of my favorite Italian expressions. Permettere a posto tutte le cose. Which verbatim translates to I guess to make everything right. Well, I guess it's to, to make everything right. The mayor and the ownership are trying to make amends. They're trying to make it all right. They're trying to figure it out. Leco is at risk of exclusion from Serie B. It was announced at midnight last night. This was a few days ago. The terms in order to... Oh, my God. So, basically, there are certain demands that need to be met in order to register for Serie B, which they do not meet. I suppose these are infrastructural. But, you know, I will, I will tell you, I think they're screwed. I think they're fucked, and here's why. Because I remember a couple of years ago, I was visiting my mom's town in Lanciano, who used to be in Serie B, Virtus Lanciano, or a club which... which um, it's in Lanciano Abruzzo. It's a small town, uh, but sometimes you'll get a small, shitty town that just stays in City of B for a little while. Cittadella is one of those clubs, for example. Um, Albino Lefe was around for a while. Just random clubs that don't really, you know, that never really will do much. I think Albino Lefe might have won a Scudetto, by the way. That's random. Maybe not. I could be confusing them with Vercelli doesn't matter if i'm right i'm a nerd so it looks weird don't even bother trying to correct me i don't care doesn't matter the point is lanciano was one of the you know smaller clubs in city of b but they were around for a while and they were doing quite well and at one point they got very close to securing a promotion playoff spot to city a and i remember my uncle's telling me it'll never happen and it can't because if they get promoted they're fucked because they cannot meet the you know required stadium demands to play in Serie A. They'd probably have to play in Pescara. I guess that could work, right, if they were able to, you know, somehow figure that out. But it's it's not ideal. You'd rather play in your city. But he was saying they'd be fucked if they went up to Serie A because they would, you know, probably come right back down. They'd be bankrupted trying to, trying to you know, get the stadium up to par and... and um, what wound up happening is they wound up just going bust. Now they don't exist anymore. They're like in, they got like Phoenix and they're in like Promozione in the sixth division. And they'll never be seen again. Like they're not securing four straight promotions. It's, it's not happening, bro. Three straight promotions, five, four, three, four, four straight promotions, you know. It, it'll, it'll never happen. So why do we have these, why do we have these, these stadium demands, you know? I'm actually serious. Why can't they play at a training ground? The team loses money if the stadium is small or non-existent. Why can you not play on a regulation-sized pitch? The field is all that really matters, right? Well, who gives a shit about the stadium, you know? 
Luton have to uh, uh, renovate their stadium now. They got promoted to the Premier League. They have the best stadium, I think, in all of England because it's a dump. It is dog shit. Like, it's in the middle of, like, like houses. It's in, like, a, like a housing, you know, like a housing uh, 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 complex almost, or it's in, like, a neighborhood. It really is in a fucking neighborhood where every house is like a city house. They're all flats. They got to renovate it now and make it look newer. Why? Why? No. No. Wait till it falls down. Part of the charm is, hey, I don't know. What might happen? This might fuck you. The stand is made of wood. It's rotting. We might fall through. Isn't that fun? But it is, right? But like, like, like you know. I don't think they're never, you know, they're never really going to negotiate a good TV deal anyway. You understand what I'm saying? Like, because ultimately, this there's a trickle down effect here, right? We want a big TV deal. We need to look professional. We need to. Just... Is the football good? Is the pitch good? Is the camera good? Who cares if it looks like bad? You know, you just film the field. Don't film the stands. Who gives a shit what the stadium looks like, you know? What do you realistically need for a broadcast? Connect some wires, get like, you know, build a, you know, build a fucking broadcast booth. But you don't need to like renovate stadium. I'm assuming, by the way, that it's like an infrastructure issue there because it's, it's kind of what's being implied here in this article. But I don't, yeah, it, it, so it's a really lame technicality, you know, to exclude a team because of structural issues. How did they not know this would happen, too? Did they not know that if they got promoted? Here's, I, I, I got it, you know? So this is the same owner who a couple of weeks ago went down onto the field with the uh, motorized scooter. He's the guy right now who's leading the talks with the mayor to try to figure it out. So, you know, I don't know how... Um, he doesn't follow rules. Well, he d definitely doesn't follow rules, but I'm saying, you know, I don't know if he's a guy who I'd want negotiating anything for me. Because he looks like a crazy guy. He looks like a crazy person. He looks like an insane human being. So he's the guy who's now got to kind of like make it all work. I mean, he might be the craziest president in Italian football. There, there are many, but it might be him, honestly. He could be. Dude, motorized scooter, doesn't know the rules. He might have been trying to throw the team off. He might have been trying to just get the, you know, because maybe he's thinking, fuck. You know, it might have been like a bit that went too far. He's like, fuck, now we actually have a chance of getting promoted here. We need to end this at all costs because I know. We are not like we're going down, and it's gonna look bad if we don't get like, if we get promoted and we wind up not being able to accept the offer. It's gonna be a bad look. We need to derail this train at all costs. We need to get eliminated right now. And every time his team would score a goal, he would just curse. You know, kind of like uh, Ted Lasso. You know, the first season of Ted Lasso where she wants the team to tank. She's doing everything she can, the owner of the team, to just get back at her ex husband. She just wants to like tank the team. And every time the team does well, he, you know, the guy's thinking, fuck, this is not good. This is, it, you know, but it is crazy. It is legitimately insane that, that this is a thing that it, that is happening now. You know, like, like, because, you know, because teams are trying to uphold a certain standard and try to, uh, uh, I think, be appealing to broadcast um, prospects, you know. Who would pay for a broadcast deal? They're going about setting certain standards, and I, I will say, the city of Bar seems pretty low based on some of the stadiums. The Leco, you know, the to, you know, for the Leco Stadium to not be up to par in City of B, it must be pretty, pretty decrepit. Can you, what does it look like? How small is it? That's what she said. Stadio Rigamonti Ceppi. It doesn't look that bad. It just looks small, but it looks like. It looks like Como Stadium. It looks quite nice, actually. Got the mountain in the back. Got the mountain in the background, dude. I think it's a very nice stadium. It's a very nice looking stadium. I don't know what the fucking issue is. Could be that. <laughs> well, it, it could be. Uh, hang on. You can just pull up. Go to the last two pictures there. It could be. This could be. Uh, this could be a bit of a safety hazard here. You just got. <laughs> How would I describe this? This It looks like a high school football. Like grandstand. Or you ever been to like a hockey arena, dude, where uh, a bunch of the parents are just sitting on these cement steps? The stadium is literally okay. So they have no they have no uh, assigned seating. 
Yeah, that's an issue. That is not safe standing. You're going to have to save this image because we're going to have to pull this up here if you want to just save this because we have to throw this up and overlay this here because this is... This is kind of nuts. I mean, you, you are going to want to take a look at this. You might, Dude, if one guy on the top... <laughs> if a guy on top falls down, they're all fucking toppling like dominoes, dude. Yeah, I mean... But isn't that charming? Little danger. Dude, if you're going to watch Leko play soccer in City of G, City of B now, bro, you don't really care about your life. You kind of hate your life anyway. You're just looking for a reason to feel something. If you go out of the soccer stadium, that's kind of the best way to go out, you know? Seriously, what, what are any of those people doing in their lives? You know, most people's lives aren't individually meaningful, right? Like, it means something to you, but like, because you're the one living it. But it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things, you know? Like, who cares if any of these people die, right? Like, such, if they... a, such a depressing look on life. <laughs> but, it, but it is true, you know? Like, if any of these guys die, like, it's just something, I don't know, maybe there'll be, like, reform, you know? So more people don't die, you know? Maybe a couple people would have to die here just so that other stadiums can... You're just another chipmunk. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly. Kind of. In the grand scheme of it all, you know? Most people aren't doing anything. Most people aren't inventing anything. Most people aren't creating anything. You know? You know what I'm saying? And and now and now by the way, you've already left like more of a mark than most people, most generations before you ever have just because you have snap memories or a phone and people can go back and look at your digital footprint and every picture you've ever taken. Like what an undignified fucking reality, you know that one day you will have great-great-grandchildren who will be able to look back. Like this podcast, dude. People, my descendants will be able to listen back to this fucking, just, just you know, depressing podcast, you know? And, and and that's so much less dignified than just being a dead ghost who nobody knows about. Ancestry is going to be sick, like, in 200 years. Um, but, but, you know, isn't... Ah, Everything about it is not dignified, dude. Just, you know, my my great-great-great-grandfather, Marco, I don't know who he is. Nobody knows anything that he ever said. He's just a guy who lived and died. That's the only thing we know. We know that he existed because he has a birth certificate. Most people, probably, who have ever existed do not have birth certificates. It's a recent phenomenon, I would think, right? At least, you know, they do not have birth certificates that we were able to keep track of. They might have got lost in fires or they were written on rock and that got washed off sediment. I don't know. But but you understand? Like now everyone, billions of people are going to just have, you know, like a footprint somewhere. And it's all just going nowhere. There's too many people to keep track of, right? It's just you, people are posting into the abyss. Your tweets. People could look back at all your tweets, every thought you've ever had, you know? In some ways it's charming if you could look back at grandma and grandpa. Look, these are their dates. But then at a certain point it gets a little weird, right? Particularly when... Like, it's every descent, you know, every one of your ancestors, every one of your descendants is able to look at everything you've ever done. At a certain point, it gets a little bit, like, it's going to get old. It's not even going to be that cool anymore. Oh, look, it's grandma and grandpa fucking proposing to each other. Here's I a just, video of it happening. That's not even cool anymore. I have, you know, I, I, I've I, seen all four of my sets of great-grandparents proposing to each other. That's, this is disinteresting, you know? It's almost like there's too much now. There's too much, you know? My mind just so, went to a crazy place. Yeah, what's like, up? Like, I was thinking of, like, you should be able to, when you die, like Wipe in your everything. No, no, no. Like you turn in, like your phone. You put your passwords, or I don't know how it would work. Mm -hmm. But like basically, they're able to access your phone and put all your information onto like an ancestry type thing, and then it gets like passed down, and like it just builds like a family tree. But then my mind went just like, to see that'd be good what, to measure what? intelligence. So as you can see, all your ancestors are dumb fucks but then because everything they've crazy, look at all their tweets. Some people probably have some crazy shit on their phones that like shouldn't be passed down, you know? Yeah, well, that, that's the, that's <laughs> the point. That's the benefit of it, right? You would be able to say, "Look, look how stupid your fucking ancestors were." Isn't it better to just romanticize them and say, "I never met the man. He was dead before I was born, and I never heard him speak." And he was probably a good man. Now it's like we have confirmation that, no, he was a terrible guy, <laughs> you know? Here's him saying this about this, you know? Here's him being wrong about most issues, you know? You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, if you're going to Lecco Calcio, like you live in Lecco, Italy, this little fucking town, like, who cares if you die in the stadium? You're not really, you're not really living anyway, you know? 
in some ways, it's like the coolest thing you could do is just die in a stadium. Adds to club folklore. You know, if you're just going to be like this guy who never leaves the town and you have kids and grandkids who never leave the town, they could say, your grandfather was a good man. He died supporting the fucking team, you know? Like, yeah. I really think that sometimes the best thing you could do as a human is to just die. Like some people, the best thing you could do is just die. Take George Floyd, for example. <laughs> All right? Stay with me here. Take George Floyd, you know? Has enough time passed so we could ask whether he was a good guy or not? You know, I'm not saying he was a bad guy. I'm just saying he was, he was just a guy. He was just a guy. You know, he might have been a good guy. Probably wasn't because most people are bad guys. But it's not a problem. He was just a guy who died. still very sad what happened to him. But, you know, has enough time passed so we could wonder whether or not he was a good guy. You know, we got to honor him like a hero. No, he's just a guy who died. He was an accidental martyr. He wasn't a hero. If you asked him, you know, hey, George, you know, you want to be known by a billion people, you know, worldwide, he'd be like, fuck yeah, you know, like, imagine you could have found out, dude. Yeah, one day David Guetta, like in a week, David Guetta's going to write a song about you. You remember that song that David Guetta? Shout out to, shout out to his family. Floyd exactly. His shout out to George Floyd. Yeah, exactly. On the rooftop, dude, David Guetta's going to fucking shout you out in a song next week. He'd have probably thought, oh, shit, man, like. I'm about to do something real good. I'm about to do something great, you know? My luck's really about to change. And in some ways, it kind of did because now he's immortal. He would have just otherwise continued to live his bright life. He would have been just a brother from Minnesota. Like, now he's immortal, you know? And the sad thing is, like, nothing he could have done in his life ever would have usurped or, like, surpassed that, you know? Like, imagine finding out when he was a kid, dude, one day you're going to be known by billions of people. He'd have been like, shit, am I going to be the president? Am I going to be an athlete? Am I going to win a Nobel Prize? Like, no, no. <laughs> You're gonna die. But that's okay, you know? You'd be like, well, I don't want to. I was like, well, y there's nothing you could do in your life that'll possibly ever usurp it anyway, so who gives a shit? The best thing I could do is die and be a martyr. You, you, know, you know, being a martyr is the best case scenario, but it's kind of it's sus if you're like, oh, I want to be a martyr. It has to happen by accident, you know? Best case scenario, dude. Best case scenario, I get killed for making George Floyd jokes right now, and then I'm a martyr. And they say, look, look at this fucking loser who was in his backyard. He had no he was gaining nothing from it. He was just yelling about nothing. And he got killed for it because some loser on TikTok, some even bigger loser was like, oh, this guy's a problem. And he killed him. We got to, you know, crack down. You know, it opens up the dialogue. What am I going to do in my life besides have kids? Who cares? Have kids? That's just for me. It's not for society, you know? Collectively, we all need to have kids. You can't absolve yourself of the responsibility to have kids because then, you know, if you just fucking cuck out and don't have kids, then then you're just you're you're a bitch. You're not you're not helping us out, you know. But at the same time, it's kind of noble to also not like who cares whether it, some people do say, oh, you know, you gotta have kids to keep the society going. What society? Society's terrible, you know. If you were to die, does that really matter? Again, like what is any of it? Like you're here, just enjoy it, do what you gotta do. If you have kids, it's for you. You have kids for you. You're trying to mold yeah, your own little... Now. What? Sorry? We're getting deep now. Yeah, but it's, it's like <laughs> Lego. You know? It's like having... You have your own little Lego figures and you make them how you want, you know? That's the point of having kids. You just kind of mold your own little creatures and then build them to take... You could build a little Hitler if you want. You could build a little, a, a little, you know, a little savage. You could build... You, you could do anything. You could build them to be a terrible guy. You could build them to be a, a psycho for good or for bad. You know, you could build... You could build them up to be like a super athlete. It's kind of the point. Then a lot of people say, oh, you shouldn't do that to your kids. You know, you shouldn't just train him and run him into the fucking... Who cares? He's a kid. He doesn't know anything. You program him. He's a blank slate. Ideally, you do um, try to program your kids as best you can. You, you know, there are two schools of thought. You could treat them like humans. Or you could treat them like robots. I could go for either. I see how either could... No, but really, like... The best thing that King Charles could do is die. The best thing that King Charles could do is die. He means nothing to me. King Charles. He's going to be on a bill. We're going to spend money to put him on the $5 bill in Canada or the $20 bill. The best thing he could do for me to just entertain one of his subjects is to die. Like If he died a miserable death and got shot in the head, would it be the worst thing in the world? It'd be one of the best things he could do. Because people are like, because a lot of people just hate their lives and they're just like, you know, fuck it. I'm just, 
I'm part of the Commonwealth. I live in Australia, and, you know, I'm, I guess, a subject to this king, technically. But if he died, people would feel good for a moment and say, ah, nice. Because who gives a shit? The fragility of life. What's the difference between him or you? You're both just guys. He's just a guy, you know? Why did George Floyd have to die instead of King Charles? If King Charles had died, we wouldn't have learned a lesson. People would have been like, oh, great, you know? But, but it's just a life less that, that, that is around, you know? We, we, I don't know. If King Charles gets shot in the head, at least it entertains the people. It just raises morale for like a week. People are like, yeah, you know, listen, I'm having a pretty week, pretty bad week, but at least that prick got killed, you know? At least. What did he ever do to you? I don't know. Who cares? Fuck him. He's a royal, <laughs> you know? He's not helping society in any way. He's a grandfather. I don't care. That's between him and his grandchildren. It's a selfish title. Respect my grandfather. Why? He's your grandfather. You respect him. I don't give a shit, you know? My grandfather's dead. You're going to die one day too. So will I. So is my grandfather, you know? I have to care, you know? You can empathize and say, oh, well, it's, I see what you're going through. That's unfortunate. But in the grand scheme of things, do I care if he died? Like, he's, if he didn't die this week, he was going to die in two years. We're all going to die, right? So if someone dies, who cares? He just died sooner than you would have otherwise. You know what I'm saying? You died in the Boston Marathon bombing. It's tragic. Well, yeah, but you would have died anyway. It's just... You're just wrapping up the story a little quicker, you know? You understand what I'm saying? I understand. It's just very depressing. It's very depressing. There's no point to life. And yeah, but that's okay. That's kind of the <laughs> point. So it's like you just, hey, you shrug it off and say, all right, well, I'm just going to I'm, I'm gonna do, you know, whatever stimulates me and whatever, uh, you know, gets me going. I'm going to have kids for me. Not for, you know, to a certain extent, in a meta sense, it's to help. This is, you know, help civilization and, and to contribute to civilization and keep it going. But really, it's like, I, it's an egotistical thing to do almost. It's like, I think I deserve to uh, create life like me. I'm going to choose the partner and say, she's good. I give her the thumbs up. I approve of her. There it is. She deserves to have more of her in the world. It's a very egotistical thing. Two people to get together and say, and I get that this is very rarely how it goes, you know, but, but, but you know, technically, like in a, in a, 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 a biological evolutionary sense, I suppose you are kind of in some way saying, like, if she's good to fuck, she's good to have a kid, you know? If I'm going to fuck her, it's because you know, I think she's attractive and there should be more of her in the world. It's like, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, by the way, so if you fuck everything or anything that moves, that means you, have, you just have a very low bar of, of life and who, you know? Who deserves to exist? Like, if you're a really, like, you know, um, um, principled person, you should look at people and say, you're disgusting. I don't think there should be more of you. I will not copulate with you. I won't even just bust a, a, a nut with a condom. I know I, there won't be a kid, but it's like, it, you still have to get to that place in your brain where you have to trick yourself to having, you know, intercourse, being like, oh, we're, we're pretending to have a baby here. We're pretending we're trying to have a baby. The most principled thing you could do is to say, no, you don't deserve to be fucked by me because I don't think there should be more of you in the world it's a very ideologically consistent way of proceeding anyway if you're still around thanks for tuning uh, for tuning in Jesus I'm losing it if you're still around thanks for tuning in I don't know <laughs> did you have fun D'Lo yeah it was fun you have fun it was fun okay what are you gonna You've, can I finally get you to smoke weed now that I've like opened up your pathways to the pathways of your brain to like all these, these meta, uh, you know, meta, meta existential ideas? Probably not. Probably not. You were telling me the first time I ever met you, I asked, have you smoked weed before? Cause I'm trying to gauge what kind of person you are. And you're like, yeah. I, and I, uh, I think it ruined me for a year. Yeah. I don't, I would like it if you were a little unhinged. Smoked weed and you got a little, a little crazy. Yeah, fell down a bad hole. That's yeah. And then, and then, then every week you just come on and start just yelling about. You just start yelling about the Jews, <laughs> or something. You know, you just become unhinged. Um, I, I want to say something here. Um, so I can't reach out to that scumbag. Uh, who's trying to scam kids to go to Romania. I've tried to incessantly call him to no avail. He has not responded to my email. I will read the email that I sent to him last week. 
but he did not answer, just so you know, and he will not. Because last week I got a little overexcited and I uh, shared a story saying to you guys, and I presume a few of you might have done this, but I said, hey, send this guy an email. I, I posted his email up and said, tell him, waste his time. I said, waste his time and tell him that you want to play third-tier football in Romania. Just lie about, like, your position. Say you fucking... Uh, you know, I don't know. Just make up some crazy story and send him a preposterous email and just spam him. I don't know why I said that because it wasn't about to make it any more... Like, it's not like that would have made it any more likely for him to respond to me, but I, I think I kind of had become resigned to the fact that he would not respond, and I was like, well, fuck it. Let's Scroll just up. torture him. Yeah, exactly. But, uh... So what I forgot is, like, people do listen to the pod who are into soccer in Montreal, so I think someone tipped him off to it. I checked who watched my story. He actually saw the story. Huh. Of me saying, hey, fuck this guy, go torture him. So I think the, chance, like, the chances that he ever was going to answer my email after that were very low. And his phone line is disconnected. So, I mean, that's, that's a shame. But, I mean, in any event, I did try, just to let you know, I did try to uh, secure the contract. I said, hello, Joe, or Joe's. It's Joseph, but within, like the French spell it, Joe. Joe. Really stupid. His name's Giuseppe, and he goes by Joe, but he spells it J-O-S. Hello, Joe. Hope you are well. You might recall that we spoke on a number of occasions two or so years ago when I worked for CF Montreal. I'm no longer working with the club, and I'm no longer involved in football on the business side. I have, however, con I have, however continued to play at a competitive level here locally in AAA and semi-pro. That's a lie. I never played semi-pro. Uh, and semi-pro setups over the past several years. I had long abandoned the dream of playing competitive football in Europe at any level, but I will admit that seeing your post on Facebook last week, which, by the way, is a terrible place to see an opportunity of a professional nature in football. So just that alone is comical for me to be like, oh, I take this opportunity really seriously. But anyway, I will admit that seeing your post on Facebook last week about the Romanian third division team that is seeking players has really piqued my interest. I lost him there. He has no idea what piqued means. Piqued my interest and reignited my desire to see out this goal that I have had for a long time. I'm in a position now where I'm financially independent and I'm able to pursue work freely anywhere on the globe. I've kept an, I've kept an optimal shape just because I have to... I have come to terms. Sorry, I've come to enjoy training and playing at the highest competitive level that I'm able to play at here locally. I think I'm in a position where I'd be able to compete for one of the spots available. I don't actually think that. If you would be open to considering sending me over, which you'd have to be insane to do. I'm a defender who plays as a center back, in his, and I'm an Italian citizen with a European passport. I'm also capable of playing as a fullback on the wings, or on the wings, which I saw are positions that they are looking for. I have working knowledge of the Romanian language. That's not true. Uh, I know how to say two words, as I have had a Romanian girlfriend for the past several years. That's also untrue. I'd love to pursue this. If you could kindly provide me with further details on how to proceed, best wishes, Sam. So um, that's not happening, but I did try. And, you know, here's the thing also. Like, I I think I was, I don't know if I told you this off the pod or whatever, but but if it had hypothetically come to be, and it wouldn't, it, it wouldn't have, it, it won't, but if it had hypothetically occurred that I get sent over there, I think at that point a lot of people... They're like, okay, the gag is over. Now I'm actually going to try. Holy shit, I have a pro trial, you know? That's where the gag starts for me. You understand? A lot of people are like, hey, you know, I'm going to... This is where I... This is where I buckle down and actually try to, like, get in the team and live out the street. No. What, who am I kidding? I'm not going to play pro football. I'm 26 years old in a week, okay? If I start playing pro football at 26, I make the jump up to, like, a level where I'm getting paid a wage, right? Uh, you know... And I'm going to be one of those guys that for like five years is just continually looking like battling to get a third or fourth division contract somewhere in some dog shit country in Europe. Like, that's not going to be me, okay? I'm never going anywhere with it. I'm a comic. That's what I'm trying to do. So at that point, you have the opportunity to somehow play. You milk it. Like, you, you vlog you going into the president's office and telling him to go die. You sabotage your teammates. You, do, you just do the most insane shit. And you entitle the video, I got fired from my football. Like, I got fired from, you know... I became a pro footballer to destroy this team or something like that, you know? So that, that, that's what it would have been, but I'm still down for the side quest, but it's, uh, it's a bit of a hard side. I think I might have alienated one of the local guys who may or may not have, you know, may or may not have wanted to um, give me a chance. But, you know, if I, if I could just get through to him on the phone. One more shot. Well, if I could just get through to him on the phone and maybe gaslight the fuck out of him. Oh, you know, I was just kidding. You know, it's just, you know, it's a satire content. You know what it is? Anyway, Joe, you know, I hope you're well, sir. Don't listen to the podcast where I fucking... <laughs> I don't know what I said. I think I, I, I revealed where his son plays or something. 
Um, we're the same age too. If his son probably met me, we probably know people in common. He probably, like, if he found out about that, he probably wouldn't be very hot on, you know, me as a person. And you know what? You got to be okay with that. You got to say that's fine. I respect that. I came out and said your father's a terrible person. You could not like me because of that. I understand that. You could find me funny, but I understand that you will never be able to get over that mental hurdle. That's that's quite all right, you know. So I'm sorry, but it's dead. But you know, as we said, death is just uh, whatever. It's. Thanks for tuning in. Follow me at I'm Sam Adamo. Subscribe if you're new. I'll be in Ireland next week. We have a pre-banked episode that's uh, going to be coming out then. I think a, a couple of week break will be good, D'Lo. After uh, <laughs> after this pod, I don't know. A little bereft of ideas. Let's uh, get a couple of weeks of content, uh, you know, loaded up. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Till then, alla prossima, ciao. in discoteca con lo sguardo da serpente io mi sono avvicinato lei già non capiva niente l'ho guardata ma guardato e mi sono scatenato fra era stera al mio confronto era statico e in